You're listening to Biceps After Babies Radio, episode 221. Hello, and welcome to Biceps After Babies Radio, a podcast for ladies who know that fitness is about so much more than pounds lost or PRs. It's about feeling confident in your skin and empowered in your life. I'm your host, Amber Brzezicki, a registered nurse, personal trainer, wife, and mom of four. Each week, my guests and I will excite and motivate you to take action in your own personal fitness as we talk about nutrition, exercise, mindset, personal development, and executing life with conscious intention. If your goal is to look, feel, and be strong and experience transformation from the inside out, you, my friend, are in the right place. Thank you for tuning in. Now let's jump into today's episode. Hey, 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 welcome back to another episode of Biceps After Babies Radio. I'm your host, Amber Brzezicki, and this is another Friday episode of the I Did It series, where we interview women who are going through their journey, who have accomplished and had some success and are here to share their story and their wisdom with you. And today on the podcast, I have Casey Wright. And this was one of my favorite episodes. I just, I really feel like Casey has so much wisdom uh, to share. She's been on this journey for a really long time and you'll, you'll hear her whole story, but you know, in some ways her story started back when she was eight years old and, and, and she's been on it for a really long time. And I feel like, um, the wisdom that she's able to share from the, the lessons she's learned, the experiences that she had are, are, are incredible. And so I'm, I'm really excited for you to listen to this episode. One of the things that we talk about on this episode towards towards the end is maintenance and this idea of practicing maintenance and sitting in maintenance even if you're uncomfortable. And this is a, a topic that uh, you know I get asked a lot about and coach clients through because a lot of times people are very hesitant to maintain a weight at which they are not happy. They, they don't want to be that weight. They want to get out of that weight. That's not the way they want to be. And so this idea of maintaining there feels very foreign. And, you know, Casey talks about this experience of, you know, that's what she's going through. She's been going through is she is current or, you know, has been, she just started a cut, but she has been maintaining a weight that she doesn't want to maintain. And, um, and so we have a really good conversation about that. And Casey makes some, some really important points, but I want to link to another, uh, reference for those of you who are, are struggling with having a lot of weight to lose or having these periods of like maintaining a weight that maybe you're not completely comfortable at. I also want to link you to episode 72 where I interviewed Heather Robertson and she lost half of her body weight. I think it was like 170 pounds and has been able to maintain it for eight years. And she too hammers home this point of this idea of like, why do you think that you can maintain something that you have never practiced. You've never practiced maintenance. If you think that you're just going to get to your goal weight and magically be able to maintain it, you don't know much about like what it takes to maintain something. And so if that, you know, if, if you have a lot of weight to lose, I really, and even if you don't, but you know, you're maintaining that maybe a weight, you're not, not your goal weight, then I really highly recommend listening to episode 72 of biceps after babies radio. All right. Let's jump into the interview with Casey Wright. I'm so excited to welcome Casey onto the podcast. How are you doing, Casey? I'm great, Amber. Thank you. This is going to be really fun. I'm, I'm really excited. Will you first start with just introducing yourself to the audience and, and kind of just give us a little quick, quick synopsis of your journey and what that looks like for you? Okay. Again, I'm Casey. I'm 46 years old. I work in the medical field as an MRI technologist. 
between my fiance and I, we have six children and a new grandbaby. Oh, awesome. I grew up in West Virginia, born and raised, but have now lived in Las Vegas for about 25 years. Awesome. And uh, give us a little overview of your journey. Wherever you think is, is relevant to start. I have looked back at pictures when I was a kid and about age eight is where I started to gain weight Mm -hmm. and steadily every year gained weight. As a teenager, I was up to like, you know, over 200 pounds. Mm -hmm. Um, Supportive mother would try to keep me active and she would pay for gym memberships and Weight Watchers and anything I wanted to try. Um, I never remember my weight being a focus in the family, but I knew I was bigger than my sisters and very aware that I was bigger than classmates. And Mm -hmm. so always wanting to have that more under control. Um, in the late nineties, I was in my early twenties. The first time I was successful with weight loss, with the diet, the protein diet was new for me and a big Mm -hmm. thing at the time. And I lost 70 pounds. And I thought, okay, this is the thing. I found the thing. After mm-hmm. all these years, nothing works. I've done everything I thought I should do right and was never successful with, with um, sustained weight loss. And I was in college, met my now ex-husband, moved to Las Vegas, got married, got pregnant right away, and ate all the things while I was pregnant, gained all that weight back, assuming that I could go straight back on that protein diet mm. and get the weight back off. Tried several, several times over the next few years to, to do the protein diet. It never worked for me again. Mm-hmm. And now I realize it's because I wasn't in a calorie deficit, um, but very frustrating. So fast forward about seven years after two babies, I'm up to 289 pounds desperate not to get any heavier so uncomfortable and miserable at that Mm -hmm. weight and so I decided that I'm going to have weight loss surgery and decided to get the lap band chose that because it wasn't um cutting my anatomy at all yeah it was simply saying there was going to be place I could have it removed and it's not going to alter my anatomy so I was felt good about that ended up losing about 100 pounds with that Um, but weight loss surgery does not change your mindset at all. Mm -hmm. It forces you to restrict calories. So inevitably you're going to lose weight. Um, got pregnant with my third baby. So I got down to about 190 pounds with that surgery. After the baby, I was up back around 220 struggling with that 30 pounds, which was better than struggling with 150 pounds. Right. So I Mm -hmm. felt like this is doable I can do this um started calorie counting and trying to be more active again which I was never good at my whole life right Mm -hmm. um and here and there I would lose a little bit or maintain a little bit but never could get back to that post-surgery weight and about 10 years after having the band I I would have periods of time over the years where it would get really tight and I could not get any food or water to go through. And mm-hmm. it would usually last about three to four days and then it would uh, relax and I'd be okay. The last time it happened, it was eight days straight, no food or water. So I got the lap band removed, but I was kind of panicked because it's like tomorrow I'm going to be able to eat 
yeah. normal, how mm-hmm. I used to eat. I know my habits. I know my mindset. I know mm-hmm. that I could never figure this out on my own before. And I refuse to go back to almost 300 pounds. I just was so uncomfortable there. Um, but from starvation in that period of time and leading up to having the band removed, I was down to about 160 pounds. Wow. Um, and in the year after I had it removed, I was back up to two twenties, still calorie counting. And I started kickboxing and I was doing all the right things. Mm -hmm. Still having no idea though, how important protein was yet or weightlifting. It was all the cardio. Right. And as a kid, teenager, it was all about exercise and what's the new exercise tape and what's the new thing that's going to stick for me and, and, um, all that. So, um, I was still searching for the next thing, right? What's, what is the thing that's going to work for me? So I came across an ad and it was macro percentages based on body type. So I bought this program, turned out not to like the program, the, the, um, way it was set up. But what it did for me is it planted the seed, the idea of macros. It got me tracking using the app, pre-planning, weighing and measuring. Mm -hmm. Um, But I was only doing five out of seven days, Mm -hmm. taking the weekends off. So I was gaining and losing the same five pounds for like three months. Mm -hmm. So very frustrating. Like I'm putting in all this effort. This is a lot of work, uh, especially in the beginning when it's new um, to do all the tracking and weighing and all that. And I know that I'm not going to keep this up if I don't see results. Mm -hmm. So I was still looking, still looking for, you know, why is this not working for me? Came across another coaching group on Instagram. I love them. I still love these ladies so much. It was weekly check-ins, accountability, progress pictures, and macro adjustments every week. Um, And I learned that five out of seven days is not enough to really see consistent progress. And so right then I decided I'm going to get seven out of seven green days, meaning staying within your macro Mm -hmm. range um, as much as I can. It's good. It's got to be really, really worth it for me to take a day off or take a meal off. And Mm -hmm. this is, if I know this works, I'm willing to do it the right way. Mm -hmm. And I trusted them. So I trusted the process and I just. A good thing about them taking care of the things that I thought were confusing them, like the number adjustments, Mm -hmm. was that I could layer habits. I got really great at patience and consistency and tracking and logging and all of that without worrying about the stuff that I thought was really hard. Mm -hmm. And the accountability was great in the beginning. Um, So that was good. And having somebody be proud of you and your efforts and cheering you on is is important. It can be important. Um, and I started keeping track of those green days, right? So at one point I had logged out of 147 days, I had 134 green days. Um, and I realized after about 18 months on and off with that group, I had lost almost 30 pounds. So I realized that consistency really does pay off. Yeah. And at that point, I don't only trusted them and the process, but I trusted me. I was like, I can do this. Mm. I'm good at this part. I've done it. I can keep doing it. I've got this. And then I started to wonder, well, I don't want to be dependent on someone to give me 
number adjustments for the rest of my life. Like mm-hmm. I've got to eventually figure this out. And I had found Lily Eats and Tails on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Love her. She mentioned you a lot. And so I know that's how I found your account. But when I first started following you, I didn't, it didn't jump out at me because I was in my other group. I was just doing my thing. I knew we were on the same page. Like you were saying all the stuff that I had already learned that I knew mm-hmm. works. Very, so very loved your content. But once I started to think, okay, I really have to figure out this number thing. Your stuff started to really jump out at me with the science, macro scientist, and, and figuring out this stuff on your own. And so I was chomping at the bit to get into macros 101. I felt like a stalker a little bit. <laughs> How much does it cost? When, when can I get in? And so patiently waiting for the doors to open. I was in the summer macros 101 of 2021. And you had offered confidence in your numbers mm-hmm. with the discount to get in to macros. So I bought confidence in your numbers and went through all that content ahead of time. I bought your 12 week program workout program, which is the first time I ever went to the dumbbell section in the gym. <gasps> no way. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That like makes my heart so happy. <laughs> yeah. And so such a hard thing to do the first time. Yeah. Good for you. Just put one foot in front of the other and go take your spot and own it. Mm-hmm. That's my advice. Um, and now I'll look around, this is, you know, a year later and so many girls all around me doing their workouts and like, we belong there too. Ah, yes. One foot in front of the other and own it. I love that. Um, and I never knew about progressive overload until I started Mm -hmm. listening to you and how important, um, lifting weights and building muscle. It can be for metabolism and fat loss and everything else. So right when the doors open for macros 101, I also bought your build your workouts and I've been through many, many, uh, cycles of building my own programs and feel really confident with that. I did decide about a month ago that I'm going to maintain muscle that I've built Mm -hmm. and I really want to focus on fat loss. That's my main focus. And I've Mm -hmm. learned from you that you can't do both things well at the same time. Mm -hmm. And so I'm going to maintain what I've built and focus on fat loss for the rest of the year. That's awesome. That's so cool. Good for you. I mean, Casey, you're just like, like the, the star student. It's, <laughs> it's like checking all the boxes, <laughs> doing all, all of the things. Um, I'm a <laughs> and, uh, uh, fellow upholder. Have you read better than before by Gretchen Rubin? No. Oh, well, no. she characterizes people into like the four tendencies. And one of them is the upholder who is like the rule follower. And mm-hmm. I, I align with that a lot as well. Which can be great in a lot of areas, but I do find that us rule followers, like I have to speak differently um, and kind of help people break out of that mentality when it comes to macros, because a lot of times people will like turn macros into like, here's the rule and you have to follow it. And if you don't follow it, then well, I do right. know that you have to be able to estimate you. Yeah. If you force yourself into perfection and making sure you can weigh and measure everything exactly, or you just give up because you weren't able to do that one day, it's going to be, you're going to get burned out. You have to be able to go to that family barbecue, put a scoop of potato salad on your plate, call it a half a cup and move on. It doesn't mean you had a ruined day. Yeah. 
Exactly. And that, that is like the place that it's really important to be able to move to is, and I, and I think, um, you know, hearing you share your story, you you found such like a, a great place of that, of being willing to not have to be perfect while still, like you said, the acknowledgement about consistency is like, I had to be honest with myself. I wasn't, I was doing five out of seven days and that wasn't working for me. And so mm-hmm. I, you know, had this realization that I had to be a little bit more, you know, on track with it. Um, but that's a very different conversation to have with yourself than, than a, like beating yourself up because you weren't perfect and like fellow fell at the weekend and thinking you're the worst because right. you know, that and happened. you can make it a rule that perfection is not required. And oh my gosh. <laughs> Um, right spoken like a true upholder it's like let's just make a rule that like you aren't supposed to be perfect now you're following the rule (laughs) that's how you do it right that's my favorite that's my favorite thing that you just said I I love that I latch onto that a lot (laughs) um so I'm curious you know it sounds like you've had a you've hit a lot of milestones and have had a lot of um you know transformation occur over this time but I'm I'm curious um, I know you had mentioned like some of the beliefs that you had shift during, during the process. And, um, is there one thing that stands out to you as, as maybe like an aha moment that you had or a belief shifting that you had during, during the macros one process? Well, I think that I really trusted the process already prior to coming to macros one hundred one. I just really needed the science mm. and you gave me that. And I appreciate so much what you provide for people like me. Um, And the fact that it doesn't have to be confusing. Yeah. Um, You just simply need to learn the things that go into it and you can do it on your own. You don't have to be dependent. And it's always great because, you know, there's a community of people who are right there to help you and answer questions. If you ever do get confused. Mm -hmm. Um, And the fact that I have all the tools, I never have to search again for the next thing that's Mm going to help me. Yeah. I never have to panic again. Like I'm safe right here. If I Mm -hmm. just don't give up Mm -hmm. and that is incredible. That's an incredible feeling. Yeah. That's huge. How, how have you, cause you know, going back to the story that you shared, you, you know, you shared that you had lost 30 pounds over 18 months. And Mm -hmm. some people are going to hear that and be like, oh my gosh, that's like way too slow. Like I couldn't even like 18 months to lose 30 pounds. Like that's terrible. I don't want it to take that long. So what, you know, what does patience mean to you and how, how have you learned to lean into that patience? Because to some people listening, they're like, that's, that's not fast enough. I'm not patient enough for that. It needs to happen faster. What would you say? It's so slow. It really is so slow. Yeah. If you decide that it's going to take time and you're going to be all in no matter what and let it take the time, Mm -hmm. then you're going to be happy in the long run with that. Patience means to me a few things. Stepping on the scale when it hasn't moved or hasn't gone down like I think it should. Uh, And I know I've done everything right. I just remind myself I have not overeaten enough for this to be fat gain. Yeah. I am doing everything right keep doing what you're doing, write down the data and move on. You cannot let the scale dictate your behavior Mm. on a daily basis. Yeah. Over time with, you see trends, you can adjust accordingly, but that daily number, you have to just take it and move on. Patience also means to me, 
when I walk in after a long day at work and somebody's ordered pizza that I didn't plan, mm-hmm. I'm going to, instead of scarfing down the pizza, I'm going to stop, open my app, rework my evening, see how much pizza I can have. Mm-hmm. And if I can't work it in that night, I'm going to save a slice and work it in tomorrow. Maybe it's going to be breakfast. As soon as I wake up, I can have that pizza. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I might have a bite or two right then and adjust my evening treat um, for those bites. Mm-hmm. But also patience is um, being in maintenance and feeling chunky mm. and sitting with the chunk <laughs> and not rushing into your cut because you're uncomfortable. And then when you get to that cut, you have earned it. You are excited about it because you're uncomfortable. You're more likely to do the work to, to make that cut successful. That's where I am today. This week, I just started cut and I am super uncomfortable and was sitting with the chunk last week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. That's good. Yeah. So what have you learned about yourself while being in maintenance? Oh, that I can do it. <laughs> I don't have to gain weight every year. Mm. Um, this is the first time in my life that I have lost weight or maintained weight for periods of time. And it's just constant reiteration that this works. It's all I'm ever going to need. And now knowing the science, I can navigate whatever phase I want with whatever goals I have. Um, And I'm just excited. And I have a long way to go. Like I heard one of your podcasts the other day that said we should call this I'm doing it series. Um, And there are some aspects that I feel like I have done it already, like Mm -hmm. the consistency and patience and showing up for myself. You know, I decided listening to you that you have to have integrity with yourself, refuse to give up. You can't let excuses get in your way. It's so easy to not go to the gym because you're too tired or whatever. Um, And just holding yourself accountable. Yeah, I, I have really shown up for myself constantly. So and awesome. Yeah. What, what is showing up for yourself look like for you specifically? Um, like today after this podcast, I am going to the gym. I had a busy day at work and I could easily go home and relax and take a bath, <laughs> but I'm going to go get my workout in first. I make sure I get my two weightlifting days and two kickboxing days a week. And if I don't do it today, I'm doing it on the weekend and I don't want to do it on the weekend. So I'm going. That's, awesome. That's so good. How did you develop that, that self-integrity? Cause I know that there's somebody who's listening to this right now who wants that, right. They, they maybe have identified, I don't have self-integrity. I, I keep promises to everybody else, but I don't keep promises to myself and they haven't figured out how to develop that. Um, as someone who, it sounds like you have over time learned and practiced and developed that self-integrity, you know, what advice do you have for someone like that? I can distinctly remember it's been in the, since I started macros is when just a switch flipped for me that part of doing this and getting the results that I know are right at my fingertips. If I just do it right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I have to be consistent and not just with food, but with working out and, and that bleeds into a lot of other aspects of aspects of life Two, um, when you tell your kids you're going to do something, mm. you need to mean it yeah. and 
you know, even if it's, I'll take you to the park tomorrow, but not today. And then tomorrow comes and you're like, "Mm, I'm tired. (laughs) I said I was going to go. So let's go. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. One thing I want to, I'm sorry. You just have to decide, make a decision, decide to do it. And then don't let yourself out of it. Yeah. That's good. Easy to say, but hard to do. Yeah. Yeah. And I would even say like, even when you make that, you like draw that line in the sand and you make that decision. If, if in the future you fall back, it's like, you can make the decision again. Like you can draw yeah. another line in the sand. It's like, it's, it's not like, Oh, well now you messed up. And now like as well, like you ruined everything. And yeah. Done. It's like, you make a new decision. It's like the next decision is a new decision and you can, you can, make and it back again. to the rule thing. You can make a rule that you're allowed <laughs> to take a break and come back to it. And it's yeah. fine. You're not a complete failure. Yeah. Taking a break, not failing anyway. You yeah. know, we all might take a break and then you get back on track. That's also part of the process. We're allowed yeah. to go on vacations and then you tell yourself, okay, when I get back and if you want a few extra days after vacation, then take it. But that day that you said you're going to get back on track, you need to do it. Yeah, that's good. I also want to point out, because I think it was so important that you said um, when talking about maintenance that so often people, it is uncomfortable for people to sit at maintenance when they're not at their goal. Cause they're like, I don't like here. This is not where I want to be. I don't want to maintain here. But, you know, like you said, for somebody who in the past had, was really good at losing and then also regaining that weight, that sitting at that weight and maintaining it was a huge win. Like that was a huge win during that period of time. And so, so often we only identify and classify weight loss as a success where for a lot of people, and I would, I would argue more people than even probably think that this is them not gaining weight, being able to maintain that weight is, is a huge, huge, important win. And it's an important part of being able to have lasting long-term success. Right. I never thought about the concept of that. Um, and even with the group before you, they were taking me through phases, mm-hmm. but I had no idea of that concept. Right. Yeah. And so going through macros 101 is the first time I was learning about cuts and reverses and maintenance periods and bulks and all this stuff. Um, and I've never had any other goal except weight loss. Right. So knowing that taking those breaks and maintaining your weight, first of all, you're teaching yourself how to maintain your weight before you ever need to do it mm-hmm. at your end goal, mm-hmm. um, which is amazing because I'm so ready to maintain when I'm, and, and how happy I'm going to be to maintain when I am at a place where I feel good about where I am. Yeah. And you feel confident that you can do it. It's like, I've done it. Yeah. I've done it before. I, when I get there, I know I can maintain because I've practiced it. I've done it before. Like I've been doing all this, all these other times. Right. I'm really good at that. I know how, I know how to do that. And I think that that's such an important part of the process that gets forgotten. So Mm -hmm. I'm really glad that you brought that up. Well, Casey, this has just been awesome. Um, so, 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 so many nuggets in, in this episode. I hope that those of you who are listening have, have pulled away some important nuggets because, um, man, Casey, I just feel like, I don't know, like you're just, I mean, you're not, I, I'm going to say wise beyond yours. That sounds really weird, but I, I do. I feel like this like maturity in you about the process and being able to see it 
from a wider perspective, maybe I think sometimes so, so many of us are so myopic when we look at weight loss and it's just like what, like today and like next week and like the next month. And what I like really get from you is this like broader, wider perspective of it's going to take time. And I, and, and I'm here for it and I'm willing to go through the process and be patient yeah, to know that my body is changing from the inside out. Yeah. Yeah. Is, it's huge. It's great to know that the time that I'm taking to make this really stick is doing a lot of things more than just yeah. losing fat. Yes. Yeah. Such a good point. It's awesome. Well, thanks for coming on the podcast. Really, really glad to have you on and thanks for sharing your story. Thank you so much. I just love that interview with Casey. And I think she had so many good words of wisdom about patience, about maintenance, about the process and, and what it takes and, and about showing up for yourself and having that self-integrity and, and drawing that line in the sand. I think one of my favorite things that she talked about was uh, creating rules <laughs> that uh, align with like not being perfect, like create a rule t- that you can't be perfect. And then, then you can follow that rule. That speaks to me as an upholder. <laughs> of like, how can we create a rule that I can then follow that will keep me away from being perfect? Because I know that perfectionism isn't, isn't a reality. So anyway, I I really enjoyed that part of it, but so many good things in that episode. And that's why I really love these Friday episodes. I I, I know you guys do too. You tell me, uh, but hopefully you enjoy them as well of learning from your peers you know, learning, there's a, you know, a lot of things I can teach you and there's a lot of things I can't teach you. And that's why we need everybody's voices to be able to share different perspectives, different life experiences, different things that worked for them in hopes that you will feel connected, that you will learn things from a wide swath of people and be able to find the things that are going to work for you. That wraps up this episode of Biceps After Babies Radio. I'm Amber. Now go out and be strong because remember my friend, you can do anything. Hey friend, have you heard the news? We have a Biceps After Babies Radio insider list. If you love Biceps After Babies Radio, you don't want to miss a thing. Head to bicepsafterbabies.com forward slash insider to join the group. You'll be the first to know all things about the podcast, see some behind the scenes and get special messages from yours truly. We want to make this a special community for those who are fans of the podcast. And last, did this episode particularly resonate with you? If so, will you please share it? Either send the link to someone who would find it valuable or take a screenshot and post it to your social media and tell your family and friends why they should listen. Make sure you tag me at Biceps After Babies so I can hear your feedback and give you a little love. And you know, if you aren't already following me on Instagram or Facebook, that's the perfect time to hit that follow button. Thank you for being here and listening to Biceps After Babies Radio.